Drinks, food, art, fun. This is Hops and Spirits, Kentucky. Welcome into a new year in episode 50 of Hops and Spirits, Kentucky. It's time to celebrate in more ways than one. We've got a great show for you this week as we talk with Roger Huff, co-owner of Gallant Fox Brewing for our Q&A about their uh, expansion uh, and their new location. But before that, we've got some news and notes because it's been a while and we've got lots to talk about. First up is um, some accolades for Elkhorn Tavern, which is located in the distillery district in Lexington and part of Barrel House Distillery. It recently made Gun and Gardens magazine's list of Southern taverns to warm your bones. And wintertime that's probably a good thing uh here it's cited elkhorn uh, garden and gun uh cited elkhorn's natural wood decor copper top bar and menu offerings like rabbit and elk burgoo uh, if you haven't yet i should highly suggest checking out elkhorn tavern and, uh, and a lot of the fun that happens down there in the distillery district in lexington also in lexington the inebriated baker has officially closed up shop at gray line station and is focusing solely on its other location inside the fayette mall on nicholasville road and in louisville after a half-decade partnership, Mayan Street Food shut down its uh, food truck operations at Gravely Brewing. Gravely said it looks to have a new food partner, though, by spring 2023. And don't forget, you can check out our past conversations with both the Inebriated Baker and Gravely Brewing that were part of Hops and Spirits Kentucky. And last but not least, in December, Pernard Ricard USA, which produces leading brands uh, such as Jefferson's, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Absolute Vodka, and many others announced it will establish a new distillery in Marion County, uh, creating 55 full-time jobs with a $196 million investment. The project, though, could grow into a $250 million investment across the decade. Uh, Bernard Ricard will construct a new 75,000-square-foot facility on a 265-acre site in Lebanon. Uh, the site will include a distillery, drying operations, three warehouses, and a world-class visitor center. Work on the facility is expected to begin uh, this month uh, and be completed by, by July 2024. Uh, Bernard Ricard will be a $7.5 million Proof Gallon Distillery producing 115,000 barrels annually. So just a little bit of product out there. Up next is our Q&A, though, with Roger Huff, co-owner of Gallant Fox Brewing here, how their new location is going, why they decided to expand, and what's next for them. Enjoy. Did you know Hops and Spirits is more than just this podcast? Check out hopspirits.com for our latest episode release, past episodes, interviews with interesting folks in the alcohol industry, and so much more. Just go to hopspirits.com. Feel free to wait until this podcast is done. Joining us here for our Q&A to ring in the new year with our first episode of 2023. He's kind of a repeat. Uh, he was back on the original Hops and Spirits podcast. Now he's joining us here on Hops and Spirits Kentucky to talk about the same thing, though. And Gallant Fox, he's the co-owner there. Please welcome in Roger Huff. Hey, glad to be here. Glad to be back for a second time. Getting my getting my second round and repeat. I like it. <laughs> well, we've got a lot to talk about because a lot has changed since we we talked back in in 2020, and and a lot of it is good, good, I believe. Uh, but before we even get into all of that, and before don't dive too far into the gallant fox, but just a little bit about maybe yourself, what I like to call the cliff notes version. Yeah. So me personally, outside of gallant fox, I'm. Um, you know, I'm a, a father to three boys, which are keeping me super busy, two teenagers and a kindergartner, which is crazy. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, it's hard to separate myself from the from the brewery, but um, just because it's so much of what we do on a daily basis. But obviously it got me into this. I'm a big I'm a Kentucky guy born and raised. I like Kentucky things like 
Kentucky made beer, Kentucky made bourbon, right? I love, uh, I love all things like that. So we're, we're proud. It's, I, I always tell people, um, I think people from Kentucky and Louisville specifically are always super proud of where they're from. So whether it's, uh, you know, what they do in their spare time, I'm going to see Jack Harlow on Sunday because, you know, he's a, he's born and raised in Louisville too. So we're going to, we're going to give him some love this weekend, but yeah. So, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I, I, got a background and still dabble dabble in my day job. So I'm a VP of uh, digital media for a company. And uh, I, I use that my partner and I, it's actually where my partner and I, partner and I met uh, in that industry space. And uh, he's come over full-time and um, you know, at some point I'll be over here full-time as well. So we are, um, we're very blessed to, um, to be able to have the luxury of, um, of working with some great people at our company uh, that are helping us lead the charge to grow Gallant Fox. Well, and it's it's cool to see what you do because as as folks looking at this, they'll hear me talk about some things and they'll go, "Wait, it's Gallant Fox Brewing," but you do so much more, and and we'll get into some of that. But I got to ask, how big has that bourbon collection of yours grown over the years? <laughs> so it's now I got now I got two locations, right? So um, I've got I'm running out of space in our original tap room. Um, you know, when we opened that in 2020. We had a very small spot and there were multiple other businesses in that building with us. Um, we now have, as of just a little while ago, within the last six months, acquired the full building. And uh, we're doing an expansion there while launching our second location. I'm here in Mount Washington, our second location. So it's like all things crazy. So I've got a closet full of vintage bourbon that hasn't made it to the shelves yet because it's there's no space for it because of the we've got 250 bottles crammed in this little this little space in Louisville. You know, we've got 150 bottles out here in Mount Washington with space out here, though, to grow it to well over four or 500 bottles. And that's really the goal in Louisville, too, is to be, you know, a place not just for wonderful Kentucky beer that we make, but also for people who are coming in and traveling, uh, giving them a destination where, you know, that you can take a break from the bourbon tour if you're doing that thing while you're here. But you can also you can also have it and get some unique offerings that you're not going to find it a lot of the distilleries with the vintage stuff that we have, the allocated stuff that we have. And, you know, if we do say the good palette that we have, right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now for those that may not know the the full backstory of, of how you kind of launched, it really did in a sense start when you got kicked out of your garage because <laughs> you were overtaking <laughs> yeah. the garage with, because you were the, the original co-brewer back in the day of Gallon Fox. Right. Yeah, I was. So my partner and I, we met at the, the, the day job that we both had at the time and um quickly became friends our wives became friends um they weren't our wives at the time right we were just <laughs> uh and uh, they would hang out and we would hang out and we both you know my partner great guy his name's patrick workman he brewed his first batch of beer in the late 90s while he was in his barracks in the army so um uh, talk about a really cool experience i mean that's way cooler than in my garage where i started right <laughs> but uh we started buying equipment and um it started to grow and as it grew, it took over one of the car spots in my two-car garage. And then it took basically the whole garage. And then my wife was like, you guys got to get this out of here. So we looked for a space that we could um, that we could use that was affordable for us. Um, we got really fortunate, fortunate. You know, it's a little bit of destiny that we got this spot that was kind of in a cool area that was just starting to get developed up. And... Um, you know, the original plan was just to brew and to watch. I think we talked about this last night. Watch, watch last time we spoke. Watch Monday Night Football, play poker, and drink beer. And then people started taking our beer home from those events. And you know, we uh, people were like, "Oh, you should. Can you brew that beer again? Can you brew this beer again?" Right? And um, 
we had some happy accidents with some of those brews that are, are staple beers now for us today. And, um, and, and as space opened up in that building a little, there was lots of vendors in that building. It was an art collective, right? So we were just on one side of it. And, um, we, we took over more and more space until we had it all. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I it's mean, a big story, you know, uh, the the decision to open a brewery kind of just happened organically we never were like we should open a brewery it was like you know hey um maybe this isn't the the smartest thing we're in a commercial space brewing beer i could get us a license i do that kind of stuff like i know how to follow ttb i could figure that out so i did it for us you know and then the brewers guild reached out and said hey you guys are getting a license are you actually opening a brewery (laughs) i guess maybe we are (laughs) Because I, I was going to ask, like, you know, it's one thing to have the equipment, kind of be doing this and getting good, you know, feedback from folks. But it's another to then make it a business. And then you picked a great time to start. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wonderful time to start. Right. So we're about to launch in early 2020 and then everything gets shut down. And the thing that we were very specific about, you know, my background's in marketing and my partner and I sat down and we had so many conversations about what we like about breweries that we would go to. Cause we were brewery guys. Like we had our favorites here. And when we traveled, you know, we would like, like a lot of people that probably listen to your podcast, you're in Florida and you're looking for the breweries nearby when you're on your beach vacation or you're in Colorado and you're like, what breweries can I check out? But that's not what I'm here for, but I'm going to do it anyway. So we were those guys. And so not to say that we had this huge wealth of knowledge, but we knew what we wanted and we didn't want plain walls. We did. We wanted a place that had like a little bit of heart, a little bit of like a, like a feel to it. Right. Uh, we wanted a brand. So, um, you know, we wanted something that would, um, embody what we believe in is like being Kentucky guys. And, and that's the message we were trying to get out. So what better than a 1930 triple crown winning horse, gallant Fox, that we were able to brand ourselves after, um, you know, he was the first, first triple crown winner to ever be called a triple crown winner. The only triple crown winner to sire another one. He's really uh, in a class by himself. And we kind of feel that way about us and about our beer. And I mean, the logo is super cool, right? It's a Fox <laughs> with a top hat and a monocle. It's like our Mr. Peanut. So <laughs> we, uh, we love them and people really, really love the brand. And if you check out, like if you go to Gallant, like if you just Google Gallant Fox Brewing and you go and check out our Google reviews or our Yelp reviews, the number one thing you see like is, is either we love the beer or we love the atmosphere. Right. And that's, that's everything. That's, you know, that's the grass walls with our, our marquee sign. It's the, the birchwood wallpaper, you know, the tables that are made out of, you know, poplar and the, you know, the old real barn metal that roofing that we have around our tap system. Like it's just a rustic, you know, brewery with Kentucky bourbon and Kentucky beer. And uh, we've really tried to, as we've grown, you know, even though this space is a lot newer, we've really tried to bring as much of that over here as we could. And, and I'll touch upon that, that new location here in one second, but like, like you said, you know, you, you, you launched in 2020. Now we're kind of through and you're, you're onto that next location. What, what was that journey like, you know, going through, through all that and being able to, to grow your first location in Clifton by kind of piece by piece, getting that building and being able to expand and, and offer a little bit more as you went. 
Yeah. So you don't, you know, everyone asked us because it was COVID, right? Everything had just shut down. So there was no in-bar seating when we opened, right? So every other brewery probably had a very different experience than our grand opening, right? Our grand opening was a line out the door and we were filling growlers and howlers, right? Like what a weird, like, you know, and our whole thing was we were going to make this vibe and this place that was so cool for people to experience with us and like a place that we could like, someone could set the bar and we could have a conversation and connect with them, which was so important to us. And then like, we got absolutely none of that. Like we could connect a little bit in line with people, but people were six feet apart with masks on. And it was just this, it was really odd to us. It was bizarre, but we made the most out of it. And then as um, you know, as people, as they started 25% capacity, 50% capacity, we started to have people into the, it really gave us in some way, a way to like ease it into a business that we we weren't really super familiar with. Everybody was like, oh, well, how are you doing? And we still get that question, you know, oh, you know, it's post COVID, not really post COVID. Some people are still like, it's still not back to what it used to be. So they ask us, how are you doing? I'm like, we don't know. We weren't open before this. Like, I don't know how good it could be, but what we know is the community out in Louisville and Clifton has supported us so well. You know, they have been our biggest cheerleaders. Uh, we're their pub now, right? Like all the people walk, we're dog friendly. They bring their dogs in. We keep the treats behind the bar for them, the pup cups. You know, we do um, our, we have a pie series sour. So we have like key lime pie, peach cobbler, which is a black goes. Um, so we have this hope like lemon meringue pie, all these pie beers that we do. And uh, we do them with whipped cream. So we have, we can do pup cups, right? Like for the, for the dog. So we've really ingratiated ourselves with like the community and the way they are. Cause people move to that area cause it's so walkable. So. Well, and like you said, you've got that, that second location now in Mount Washington. What pushed you to, to go to the second location and, and how did you find it? And, and, and can you talk a little bit about it? Yeah. I think that we are, we are the Kings of, not really like just completely letting things happen organically. Right. So it wasn't like Patrick and I sat down and like, we wrote out like a plan and we researched cities and we're like, this is where we're going to go. Kind of just feel like we're just letting this ride take us like organically, kind of like the building. When you walk into our Louisville location, we took over small parts of it. And if we had to have, if we had to have planned that tap room space out ourselves, it would not have looked like that. It looks like that because we've acquired more space We've just added on, right? It's like, we'll, we'll bolt this on here. We'll put this here. If we had to do it from scratch, it would look, it's very similar to the size of this building. It would look very similar to this if we did it from scratch, but kind of love the way that happens. So out here in Mount Washington, you know, one of our, our, our kind of our head brewer now, at the time he was just helping us brew, uh, a buddy of mine from college, his name's Dale Carrico. He's a, he was a firefighter while he was brewing with us. And um, he said, he just happened to mention him. He said, hey, Mount Washington, um, they're having this small business Saturday event. And one of the firefighters we know has um, this, this uh, barbecue food truck. It's called smoke over fire, right? Oh, kind of a little bit about what he does in his day job. Cause he was also a fire firefighter. Mm-hmm. And he said, they'd really like a, a brewery to come out and set up next to him and just sling some beer. So, you know what, let's do it. So, you know, it's the Saturday after Thanksgiving. So me and Dale come out here and we set our tent up and we sell a little bit of beer and we just happened to meet the mayor who was out and, uh, we happened to meet someone from the community, his community board who was there. And they're like, Hey, have you ever thought about expansion? I was like, yeah, we've talked about it in theory, but we've never really sat down. And so I was like, well, let me uh, walk you through this building we have. So I walked through a 5,000 square foot karate dojo. <laughs> <laughs> and I told the city all the reasons it couldn't be a brewery, right? Like this isn't right. This isn't right. And the city was like, 
okay, that makes sense. So a couple months later, I get a message from the city uh, and I ask if, hey, we'd like to talk to you. So I call and they're like, you know, we really think that your brand would be a good fit. And we're really trying to revitalize. So the area we're in in Mount Washington is a is the old historic downtown. And a lot of, they have some great, great businesses down here. You know, there's a florist and there's, um, there's uh, these boutique shops and there's a tattoo studio and there's um, a dry cleaners. And, you know, there's just like, it's got this quaint little area, but there's a lot of buildings down on this area that are, that are just haven't been developed. They're not abandoned, but they're just not developed, right? There's no, there's no businesses in them. They need some, some uh, remodeling and, um, the Karate Dojo was one of those buildings that was kind of just, you know, there was nothing really going on in it at the time. They had the, the karate place had moved and they said, you know, well, what if that, what if those issues that you talked about weren't a problem? Like, what if we could fix the water lines that were in there because they're not big enough and we could bring a little bit more electric and we're like, well, then we'd have a discussion with you. And then a month and a half later, we were announcing a new location <laughs> in Mount Washington, Kentucky. So, uh, it's been crazy. And this community out here, it's, they're so similar in some ways to the Louisville Clifton community because they have been our biggest cheerleader. We're about to open next Tuesday. We've had our soft opening this week. Next Tuesday, we're opening to the public here. Our Facebook page has over 5,000 followers and we haven't even really opened the doors. Like <laughs> it's insane to me, right? Like my, my, it just blows my mind because this community, you know, uh, is just so it fits our brand so well right? Like it just, they're so nice. And they've, they've, they've constantly, you know, they've constantly, you know, when some communities may have been like, oh, you're never going to open. It's taken you over a year, you know, with, with shipping things from post COVID with the supply chain, getting our system in here to, you know, contractors, not being able to get subcontractors in to finish out stuff because of the labor market. Um, instead of, you know, getting a lot of pushback, we've just heard nothing, but, you know, you guys can do it. We can't wait until you open. And, um, you know, this week during our soft opening, our friends and family and people from the city we've had in um, support from the, the, the mayor and his administration support from the new administration that's coming in and, and the local businesses have all been, it's just been outstanding. You know, I'll, I'll say this. Um, we are bullet County's first ever brewery over 80,000 people uh, in this County. It is a alcohol rich with tradition. Jim beam is based out of bullet County. So uh, four Roses has a bottling plant here. They have four wineries. To, so to be the first ever, even pre-prohibition, be the first ever brewery in this county is is humbling because there's a rich alcohol tradition here, right? Um, and there were just down the road from, we're halfway, really halfway between Louisville and Bardstown. And Bardstown is where all the, pretty much all, Bardstown is where a ton of bourbon is made, right? So um, it's really cool to kind of be in this niche area with people who, you know, who people who really, like dig what we're bringing here from a beer perspective, but also are very excited about the bourbon. I was going to say, and, and I'll get to a little bit more about the bourbon. And, and when this drops, it'll be in early January. We were talking a little bit before, beforehand here. Um, you know, things will pick up. You'll, you'll kind of move from the soft opening to kind of a more, more full, full fledged opening as things go along. So depending on when people hear this, it could, things could be a, a little different, but you're also going to have a full kitchen, you know, with that new oh. location you brought in, I believe chef, uh, chef Matt trimmer to run the kitchen program. Can you talk about that and what people can expect for, from the food side now that you've had that option? Yeah, that's something very new. You know, I think we, when Patrick and I first opened the Louisville location two and a half years ago, um, we were nervous because we'd never done it before, right? We'd never done 
bars and we'd never done beer from like a huge consumable perspective. And we learned there were some bumps in the roads, but we learned along the way and we learned what, what our niche was going to be. Right. Cause there's breweries that are, you know, Northeast IPA, they're known for that. And that's what they do. And they have a bunch of them on the board and there's breweries that are like, Oh, we're known for our sours or we do Belgians or whatever. And we decided to take it. Like when we were homebrewing, we would just brew whatever we wanted. Right. <laughs> and that's become our niche here. Right. We don't have really have, we have like three core beers, maybe four, three and a half core beers. Right. But you see a tab board behind me has 24 beers on it. Um, and these change like, so the, our niche has become like whatever is, um, whatever it is we want to brew we just brew it and we put it on and then we see if it does well and then maybe we'll do a variant of that next you know like just like we just did a, a, a cracked black peppercorn lemon basil german ale just because why not you know we thought those would go good together <laughs> so um that was really ner- a little nervous for us two and a half years ago but when we're open in this place the beer and the the beer and the bar part like we've got it now like i was not nervous about that at all i was like we're gonna knock that out of the park but the kitchen, I got the same nervous feeling about that that two and a half years ago I had about the bar. So being able to bring someone in like Matt, who um, is really renowned, he's been at a bunch of places in Louisville. So if you've ever traveled to Louisville, he's been at um, Smoked on Second, which was a, like a, a barbecue smoke restaurant. He was at Parlor Pizza. He was at Muscle Burger Bar. He was at Trifecta. He's been at some really great places. So when we sat down and worked with him, brought him on full time, um, we kind of had an idea of what we wanted to do, right? We wanted the bar food to be uh, an expression of kind of what we've done with everything else. So we wanted it to be still a little rustic, but also a little elevated. So um, the menu here uh, is we focused around really around two things, uh, gourmet smash burgers and gourmet hot dogs. So we've got, and I encourage everyone go out to gallonfoxbrewing.com smash that Mount Washington uh, tab at the top and then check the menu out. Um, we have like a dozen, maybe a ha- like eight or nine burgers. The Gallant Fox burger, for example, is um, it's a smash burger with a fried onion ring, bacon jam, arugula, beer cheese, it, uh, and, um, and uh, a little bit of um, brisket. Oh, and it's just, insane like and it's it's decadent and it's delicious and we've got the giant pretzels german pretzels on a hook with our we make in-house beer cheese so right now we we constantly swap the beer that we're making it with so like right now we're making it with our um mole stout so uh which was a beer that we did in collaboration with a mexican restaurant here in town a mexican barbecue place called noche um so we did that for day of the dead just uh just a little while ago so just like a month ago so uh, we use their spices so it the beer beer cheese is kind of always changing and then you know this community is a i wouldn't say it's rural but it's a little more rural than louisville right we're roughly 25 to 30 minutes outside of the city getting close to bardstown so we i grew up in a little bit more of a rural community myself um in the south end of louisville in a place called fairdale so I grew up on things that I wanted to see on the menu, right? So the hot dogs were an ode to the old A&W root beer when you used to pull up in your car and they had people come out. And the um, we put a fried bologna sandwich on the menu. We bought a slicer so we could thick cut it ourselves, right? <laughs> so like we've got some stuff that, you know, we got a, you know, a three or four cheese grilled cheese sandwich. So stuff that's like you really want to eat while you're drinking beer, you know, and, and having a good meal, good hearty meal. So um, it's, it's awesome. And I really like, we've had, you know, we've, we've been, our soft opening has been going on for, this will be, this will be day four and the feedback on the food so far has been awesome. 
Oh, that's, that's awesome to hear too. And, and you've touched on this cause you know, you've got room to put the, the, the bottles of bourbon up and, and expand that collection. You got a little more room there. And with that, I think you're, if you haven't already, you're going to start maybe doing some barrel picks. Is that right? Yeah. So this location, something that's different, the, one of the big things is different between this location and the other location is that we have a, we have a liquor package license here. So um, not just barrel picks, but we're going to start setting up some stuff. So we're going to eventually have a barrel club here as well as a mug club, right? So everybody's familiar with mug clubs, right? But we're going to have a barrel club here as well so that we can do our own picks. We can bring the members in our barrel clubs out with us when we do those picks. And then they'll be the ones that'll get first dibs at those Gallant Fox specialty barrels that we do, whether that's with, you know, with well-known brands, whether that's with more boutique brands. Uh, we have some brands that we've partnered with. There's actually a couple of beers behind me. You see here, there's um, a couple of blackboards and they say, uh, one of them says Island Pursuit and one of them says um, Late Night Snack Pursuit. That was an Oreo cookie stout we did in some barrels and they're Pursuit United, which is a new bourbon brand. And Kenny, uh, who owns Pursuit, the Pursuit brand, uh, drop barrels off and he was like hey let's collab and uh you know so we have his bourbon on our bar now so being able to like work with some of those more boutique producers i think is super cool because you know everybody knows and we love brands like old forester and woodford and you know bardstown bourbon company but and even a few years ago they were more of a boutique brand and look what's happening with them now so um we're we're really going to try our best because some of those guys are out there doing what we're doing, right? Kenny and those guys and like Nick from Good Times Bourbon, those guys are grinding just like we're grinding and they're locals. So being able to stand up and, and support them, we've had we've had some of them out at our soft opening this week, These these uh, some of these bourbon guys. Um, being able to support them as, as they support us, um, it's it's that's what that's what small business is all about, right? And I feel like the alcohol space in Kentucky man, it's, it's even more so, right. I've never, I've never had someone even in the brewery brewing industry who's felt like a competitor. Everybody's felt like almost like friends, you know? Well, and, and with those come some, like you said, some good collaborations, a lot, a lot of fun. And I'm guessing with those barrel picks, things like that, that can let you do a few more fun things with a barrel program for the beer. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like when you are able, you know, I think that we have a, we, like we're blessed with the overflow of riches here because I rarely have to pay for a barrel. Like in other breweries around the country, it's hard to get barrels. There's barrel shortages going on right now, right? And I got guys calling me on a regular basis being like, I've got a, I've got an Armagnac barrel or a, um, I've got a, a, a barrel that was bourbon and then it was honey. And then it, we put Amberana staves in it and it's got all these flavors and we're like, Ooh, let's, let's do some fun. Right. <laughs> so we're, we're doing stuff like that. I'm working at, we're collabing right now with a brewery called Butchertown Brewing on a uh, barley wine. And, uh, it was a, a caramel barrel. So it was a good times caramel barrel. So they had some caramel and some bourbon. And then uh, we're going to add some marshmallow to it and make, I know there's a Kentucky tree called a Majesca, which is a caramel covered uh, marshmallow. So we're going to make a, a, a probably a 12% probably what it's going to end up coming out at 12% barley wine that tastes like a, a Majesca. So, oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm a little bit hungry, a little bit thirsty. All That's right. The same time. So, you know, obviously with the two locations, you know, food's going to be at one and not necessarily at the other. What are some of the similarities, differences that people might find when they visit Clifton versus Mount Washington? Yeah. So one of the things we did about six months ago is we actually bought a food truck for our Clifton location. Uh, and we brought our chef on about six months early. So he's been out in Louisville slinging food in the food truck. With It's basically a, a pared down version of the full menu that's out here. So right now we've um, we've kind of for the next couple of weeks, 
We're doing some maintenance on the food truck while he's out here. We're getting it cleaned up and we have some new employees that are, that are joining that'll be running that food truck. But that, so for probably the next four to six months, it'll be food truck there with a pared down version of that menu. But we hope we're hopeful by sometime in the summer to have the expansion in that Louisville location complete, which will include a full kitchen. So our goal is for this to be the footprint and the blueprint for full scale gallant box locations. Now, if we op- if we ever open any others, I don't know with the new the new system we have here, which is much bigger than the system we have in Clifton. I don't know that we'll actually have to put full brewing operations everywhere we go now because we have a little bit of capacity. But I mean, hopefully we have that problem. Right. I hope we're doing so much sales and distribution at, at bars and restaurants and between the locations that we have that. We have to put something else in, but um, I, I don't know that that'll be a necessity. So they, we maybe, you know, if we ever do something else, we'll hopefully be able to get it stood up a little bit quicker. Well, those are all good problems to have and good things to, to think about as you, you go down that road in the future. And, and I guess that that is the next question is what is next for y'all? Obviously, um, you know, by the time this airs, the, the Mount Washington location will be mainly fully up and running. Uh, pending any delays that, that come about it. And obviously you're working on expanding the the Clifton location. So what's next and what are you hoping for in 2023? Yeah. So I think that 2023, especially the whole first half of 2023 is all about just solidifying what we have, right? It's making sure that Mount Washington hums and that the community understands like our brand and that we get ingratiated with them and that we get to, you know, we get to love on them a little bit and they get to love on us a little bit, which will be good. Uh, we, and hearing feedback from them on what's working and what they, what else they'd like to see. Right. Like I got a trivia night now for the last like six weeks in Louisville because people kept asking for it. And it's one of our busiest nights now. Like you just never know like what, you know, what might work and you know what people want to see. So it's going to be a, a lot of getting Mount Washington and, and caring for this location and caring for our Clifton location and getting that location with up and running with the full kitchen. And we're doing some revamps to the facade of the building and doing some updates to the outdoor uh, space out there and just making it, we might even, I think we're even going to put a small like private event area in that location because we have a little bit of extra space there. So that's really what the next six to 12 months for us is going to be is just getting all this stood up and running like clockwork. And then we'll, uh, we'll kind of recollect and, and, and see where we go. You know, we, we, we love the idea of the Gallant Fox brand expanding, but we love the two communities we're in and uh, we couldn't think of being in a better place than we are right now. Well, and who knows what opportunities will come along. Like, like they seem to, to happen for you as you got clicked. You never know then, what we'll be doing yeah. next. Yeah, so, for sure. We, so. have, we, we keep a very open mind about that stuff, you know, like doing these barrel picks, like, you know, will it make sense at some point for Gallant Fox to, to source booze and do our own brand with a label? Who knows? Who knows? You know, we don't, we don't know that will it make sense to, to expand that um, and, and start, you know, you know, doing e-commerce work and selling a little bit of that for people to pick up in house. Some of those allocated products that they're maybe, you know, I don't know. We don't know. We don't know where it'll go, but we, we have plans. Um, we have plans to grow. We have plans to expand. You know, uh, we have a full-time since the last time we talked, we have a full-time sales and distribution manager. Now Kentucky, since the last time we pa- talked, Kentucky passed uh, self-distribution. So we were allowed now I'm allowed to go out and we sell our beer to bars and restaurants that are in Louisville and surrounding areas. And um, that's really, you know, a full-time sales manager with a, with a couple vans now. And, uh, a delivery driver. It's uh, it's crazy. You, you, you turn around and all of a sudden you have a, a you're you're caring for a whole staff of employees. And <laughs> you know it was you know and two years ago we were just you know two and a half years ago we were just brewing beer for poker night. 
<laughs> it's crazy how things can change and, and i love to see what you guys are doing you make good beer i can't wait to try the the food as well and, and see what's next and roger thanks for for sharing the story of gallant fox and all the exciting things you got going on absolutely yeah check us out if you get down our way we'd love to have you guys in you know anybody that that's listening um you know it, it makes it worth it the community doesn't support us but also the people who come in town who tell us oh I just Googled, I found you guys and yes, you guys, you had a lot of good reviews and now we're here and, and we want to see. So if you come in town for, for whatever it is, whether it's the bourbon trail or just to visit Kentucky for the Derby or for, for anything else, if you get close to us, we'd love to have you in and show you a little bit about what Gallant Fox is all about. And, and I, I highly recommend that too. Excellent.